0: The world outside your window may not be great, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is super by day, werewolf by night! Hello everybody, I am Josh Wiggler, joined here by the man-thing known as Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin!
1: I... Part of me really wish that when this like his real name is Kevin. It would have been great, but is this Ted? I also like- a very solid uh solid name. I feel like you could rock a Ted. I feel like you could be a Ted for huh. sure. Is that because you secretly think I'm a serial killer and Ted Bundy's one of the most notorious serial killers in the world? I don't know how much of a
0: secret it is that I think you're a serial killer.
1: <laughs> open secret. Open
0: secret. Open season. For the record, on- he
1: thinks I'm a serial killer. I need to say I'm not. serial killer that's exactly
0: what a serial killer would say (laughs) at this moment in time kevin um we are talking about werewolf by night the marvel studios special presentation here on disney plus that debuted earlier this month october 7th 2022 When it dropped, we interrupt your regularly scheduled She-Hulk recaps with Jason and Sasha for a Josh and Kevin special presentation on Werewolf by Night. So we're going to talk about Werewolf by Night today. If you have not checked it out yet, it is a single episode of television. That is it, done in one. It is somewhere between TV show and movie, Kevin. It is something that is sort of defying uh, conventional definition.
1: Yeah, they're really breaking the mold here with this one shot. It's so weird. I'm I'm used to like back in the day they would do this, right? Like, oh, it's your it's your short movie that we're just premiering here. Um like those old incredible Hulk movies with Thor and the one with Daredevil from back in the day. You remember when I we really- were don't is basically, is that a thing <laughs> that we
0: should be checking out at some point in the future? I don't know, Wait. I don't know that I even know what you're talking about. Do you don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, I my mean, gosh. I think I have like a vague mind's eye image of like some like sort of like early
1: 90s looking stuff, yeah, yeah. So, the uh, it might have been 80s, but Lou Ferrigno, um, and Bill Bixby's Hulk, right? The um, TV show. They did these movies, these specials that happened, where he met the Thor in one of them, and he met like Daredevil in the other. Uh, I remember watching them when I was a kid, because I used to watch the Incredible Hulk show. Um, so I'd seen those Is movies. Is that something we yeah. should do
0: also at some point? God, that would
1: be incredible. I don't think in, I've ever you know, actually watched it. We should do it. Okay. You do it. It'll be it'll be a fun throwback. Is it like
0: a thousand episodes though? We couldn't do the whole thing.
1: Oh, I meant the movie. Okay, cool. Sweet. The whole show. Good. Yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd be a bit rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've got that in me. Um <laughs> but yeah, I think that this feels very throwbacky in a lot of ways. It is Marvel's first, like full-on monster movie, like its first real foray into horror. I think that they tried to build Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as a horror movie. It's a superhero movie. Werewolf by Night... I don't think I would say that this is a superhero show. I think that this is something that definitely exists within the Marvel Universe very clearly based on the fact that it is a Marvel Studios production, based on the fact that among the very first things you see is sort of like this, um, like, uh, like sort of, I don't even know what I would call, like, that image of the Avengers in the very first shot. Uh, there's, like, sort of like this illustration. It's
1: like a mural almost. Yeah. Right? Like, they're, they're like uh, what are those things called where it's the cave drawings but not quite... It's like, like it's that. not quite a hieroglyphic, but it's yeah. like
0: n- not unlike. And so you you start with that and then they like plummet you into the underworld effectively. Yes. Like this like seedy underbelly of the Marvel Universe where monsters and monster hunters are very much a thing. And I thought that that was really, really um, smartly done. I thought it was really, really excellent. Uh, I thought that the, 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 the way in which this was weaving a clearly Marvel version of a story like this, complete with the humor, uh, you know, like the real standout performances, uh, but also giving it some real attitude and personality and atmosphere of its own, really, really worked for me. Just right off the jump, I thought this was great. I really enjoyed Werewolf by Night. This was one of the most enjoyable hours I have had with a Marvel project in a good long while.
1: I probably would have agreed, except I did see the most recent episode of She-Hulk, and that's sort of She-Hulk's been re- really, really, really good. yeah, <laughs> it's, been really, really good. It's been incredible, and uh, you should definitely check out that coverage done by Sasha and Jason over on the main. Uh, everything is super feed. They've been, you know, doing an incredible job. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. It very much feels like a throwback movie, but it is still Marvel to me because, like, you have instances where. Uh, I was convinced for a hot second Elsa was a Black Widow just because of how she moves. Oh, and yeah, she that, does, like, yeah, she definitely does. Yeah, she does the tackles thing. with the legs yeah. and stuff, yes. Um, and, like, when he turns into a werewolf, there's a little bit of werewolf kung fu, not too much. Um, so it still felt Marvel to me, but in a way that still paid so much great homage to, like, old Universal monsters, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, so I really enjoyed it as well. Like, the opening really catches me, and not even just the main opening, uh, just when the logo is going and it's like the scratches come in and the lightning's going through it like Frankenstein. Uh, and then, yeah, once that mural hits, it's the voice of Clancy Brown. Uh, and I just got extremely excited. At least I've almost 100 sure that's clancy brown because oh
0: wait really i have not seen that anywhere uh clancy brown being involved in this would be complete news to me so
1: i i mean maybe i'm wrong but i swear i could recognize his voice almost anywhere as he played lex Luthor in the superman animated series he of course was in carnival he's of course in um starship troopers uh clancy brown playing just always incredible and i feel like when that started i was like i Clancy Brown got me really pumped. No, uh, I think, uh, let's see,
0: I'm seeing an, an article on uh CBR that's mentioning Charlie Brown, uh, but nothing, <laughs> I'm finding nothing about Clancy Brown anywhere connected to Werewolf by Night. So, Man. uh, you may just be hearing whoever that is, might just be Clancy Brown's vocal doppelganger,
1: Baby, vocal maybe vocal ganger. Uh, i don't know
0: i don't know exactly how it would work uh but i really enjoyed it clancy brown or not he's too busy destroying asgard still i think kevin uh, yeah he got his hands full <laughs> he's got his hands full, so we're gonna talk about werewolf by night full spoilers we're assuming you've watched it if you haven't watched it, go watch it. it is a fifty three minute runtime and so if you've seen a Disney plus Marvel project, you know that that's actually probably forty five minutes because it will be close to ten minutes of uh credits at the end of the thing and on the front side of it as well really quick easy watch um I don't know if I would say like fun for the whole family, but I don't think it's like you know uh. Look, if your kids are watching Marvel stuff, like I don't know that this is much scarier than you know something that you would see in a Marvel movie.
1: It's black yeah, and white, I, the gore is like you white. know gray toned, yeah, it's not as violent. Also, I think it's Rick Wasserman, uh, is, is who it says is a narrator here. Okay. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it, it the black and white really helps tone out any overly violent stuff. There's some fun. Is that the word violence? Right with like blood, sure. splatter on the camera, but it's still black and white, so it's nothing bad. I really think like a certain type you could watch this for sure. Like I was watching way, way, way worse when I was very young. Um, so I, I feel like this is a this is a fun little Halloween movie, right? It's a like Halloween obviously, jaunt. yes, yeah. It's not going to be Hocus Pocus two, which you know any child can watch. But I did feel you like, like it, Hocus Pocus two? I haven't watched it yet because I've heard too many mixed things that whoa, like, you've I'm heard too, mixed I'm too things. Scared. I I've have, heard. I've heard
0: nothing mixed. I've heard only uh, love and, and adoration. Oh man!
1: I watched it. I thought it was great. Okay. Well, there, there's a there's a bit of a, a pretty strong approval as I think we are usually fun. aligned on things. It
0: was fun. <laughs> it's hocus pocus. You know,
1: that's it's really what not that far away for? from the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then I'm probably gonna enjoy it. I'll watch it. We're gonna watch it. It's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. They haven't m- missed a beat. The Sanderson sisters.
1: <laughs> They're well, doing let's great. See the
0: Sanderson sisters show up in a Werewolf by Night two. That could be
1: fun. <laughs> I mean, they would they be the monsters that they're hunting? That would be really interesting.
0: Ooh, could be
1: interesting. Um, all right, so let's give like a
0: quick recap of what happens in this. So, effectively, the show takes place in uh, the Marvel universe, and it follows on in a very like compact, efficient way. We are thrust into the universe of this show. That there is this uh, this uh, monster hunting family called the Bloodstones. The current patriarch, Ulysses Bloodstone, has just died, and we are effectively going to like his elaborate funeral, where the family heirloom, this item known as the Bloodstone, which I guess what signifies uh, your your supremacy over the Bloodstone family slash it drains powers from monsters if it's secured to them, I think, or it can be used to accelerate the powers of a monster, decelerate or accelerate the powers of a monster, Kevin?
1: Yeah, it basically has um, whatever properties you need it to have at the time of use, right? Like, it, it's essentially a m- m- mystical item that allows you to control monsters in certain ways. It affects, it sounds like it's a, affect any type of monster, like, um, magical blast. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're weak against or not weak against. Like this bloodstone will harm you. Um, if it's. A, I guess if it's attached to a monster, it's that thing where because it has these properties, it's just hurting and draining it. So it allows uh, you to kill a monster effectively very quickly. Um, so, yeah. And, and, yes, whoever possesses it is basically the head of the family. Right. Um, I believe it's a, a technical
0: term, Kevin, is it is a MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Uh, It is a MacGuffin, not to be confused with a McMuffin, which sounds delicious as Kevin and I are recording this Early in the day, indeed, uh, would have been great if we'd gotten McMuffins for this podcast, Kevin. Would have been very
1: fun. Should have thought, thought that about McDonald's that. sponsorship. Should have <laughs> thought about that.
0: McDonald's, we're ready. Uh, okay, so everyone is like uh, been summoned to the Bloodstone funeral, ostensibly to see who can win the Bloodstone and become the uh, the new king or queen or emperor or empress or whatever of Bloodstone Manor. Uh, it should by uh, by blood not Stone, fall to Elsa Bloodstone, who is the heir apparent to Ulysses' Bloodstone's uh, uh, whole whole situation, but they are estranged from one another. She is played by Laura Donnelly, Elsa Bloodstone. I want to talk about her uh, as we go deeper into this. But she has uh, been out of the family business for a while, apparently has been uh, just like a blight on her father's record for many many years. And so he does not want this to go to Elsa. Uh and certainly I think Ulysses's widow, uh Verusa Bloodstone, who sounds like she would be uh one of the pa- parental chaperones to the Willy Wonka factory. 100%. Uh, <laughs> that she hates Elsa and she says you're allowed to compete for it, but it's not a guarantee that it goes to you. There's a bunch of other monster hunters who are in here including a man named Jack Russell played by Gael Garcia Bernal, who is the titular werewolf by night, but he is undercover. He is under the cover of being a monster hunter who is here competing for the Bloodstone. The Bloodstone is going to be affixed to a monster. All of these various hunters shall be loosed against the hunter, and whoever wins the Bloodstone wins the Bloodstone. But Jack Russell isn't here for that. He's here to free the monster because the monster is secretly his very good friend, Ted, a.k.a. AKA Man-Thing.
1: That is a Uh, real character name from comics. And
0: I'm not like super hip to Man-Thing, Kevin, to be (laughs) completely honest with you. uh, to What's his name? Dr. Ted something or other. Dr. Theodore Ted Ted Salas. Salas. Uh, yep. Who who is the original Man-Thing. They made a movie about him that I never saw. Um, yeah,
1: I think around the same time, they made that Swamp Thing movie. Uh, he is just Marvel's because...
0: Marvel's just ripping off Swamp Thing, right? Or did Swamp so, Thing rip off Man-Thing? Okay.
1: Here's the thing. I always thought that uh, Man-Thing was a ripoff of Swamp Thing. And basically, if you want to know what Man-Thing is, it's, it's Swamp Thing. If you know anything Swamp about thing. Swamp Thing, it's that. And Which if you don't basically... know who Swamp Thing is, it's Man-Thing. It's man thing, so I don't think we need to go much further than that. Uh, but basically, the the quick origin of both swamp thing and man thing is that a um, a scientist was involved in some uh, experiments involving plant growth. Uh, in the case of man thing, he was in the Florida Everglades, which is a place you should just never be. Uh, Florida as a whole. Uh, there was, oh wow! You um, allowed to say that as a former Floridian. as a Floridian, yeah. Yeah. Um. So he takes these chemicals he ends up in the swamp and it basically fuses with the swamp to become this swamp like creature that walks around swamp thing is a little more sentient he can talk he can have conversations man thing is not uh he's sentient but he can't have right like, conversations really apparently he, can he can feel can't feelings eat sushi. And emotions he can eat sushi he can probably eat lots of things honestly um so that's like the basic high level thing they're the same origin so i was always curious like at least I believed that Man-Thing was off of Swamp Thing. I did my research last night because I was curious. So, Swamp Thing came out in July of 71. Man-Thing appeared in May of 71. Now, this is awfully, awfully close together, but it's not a direct 1K came, Man-Thing came out and then Swamp Thing, they rushed to make the same thing. What I discovered is the creator of Swamp Thing, Len Ween, was roommate's with one of the creators of Man-Thing, Jerry Conway, and they did talk about it together. So, now, read what you will. I'm not going to make any accusations. Wow. This is all very all. Everyone was aware of these situations. Uh, But I think that says a lot right there about which which one came from whom.
0: I don't know which who to believe. I mean Swamp <laughs> Thing is first on my radar before Man Thing and I do think well, probably because the
1: name is a little bit better.
0: I also was gonna say I think Swamp Thing has better branding than just like man yes. thing.
1: Like, man and as a marketer, branding goes a long way, guys. You know,
0: Man-Thing feels like uh, there's, you know, uh, like to That's the that point that they just- you're reading, kid. Man-Thing. Yeah, to the point <laughs> that they just call him Ted on the yeah. show. You know, so I feel like as the Marvel Universe is going to go forward, especially as they're going to have a different Man-Thing in the Fantastic Four at some point in time, they will probably ease off the Man-Thing branding and go more towards Ted. Uh, I think they're better off Ted here, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, it's well definitely done. my my feeling. Um man, I remember the Swamp Thing animated show's theme song. Swamp Thing. Doo, 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 doo. You are, are, you are amazing.
1: So, so Swamp Thing <laughs> also ripped off Wild Thing.
0: Yes, correct. <laughs> Uh, go look up the swamp thing theme song if you have not yet done so, anyway. So, Man Thing, aka Ted, who is the monster that is being hunted, Jack is here to spring them loose because Jack and Ted are tight, they're friends, they're both monsters. And I guess, uh, they monster around together. Uh, yes, and so, do. so Jack has come to free Ted. Uh, Jack uh, runs into Elsa, who we really, I think. I, I was kind of surprised at how much we lens the story through Elsa. Pleasantly surprised by how much we lens the story through her. Uh, we go through like a bunch of different monster hunters from her perspective. She kills a bunch of them, she gets trapped with Jack. She and Jack are very clearly outsiders in this group, and they briefly team up. To, to free Ted and Jack will get the bloodstone and give it to Elsa. He has no interest in it. He just wants to yeah. free his friend. That's um, the deal,
1: right? Like yeah. He'll like work together. He just wants Ted free. And then she gets the bloodstone. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Nothing's going to go wrong in any of this. Except he touches it and outs yeah. himself as a monster.
0: Uh, so he touches it. And because he's a monster, he has a really bad reaction to the bloodstone. And everyone's like, ah, traitor. One of them. Uh, And so they capture Jack after Ted has has left. He is free at the very least. But Jack and Elsa are imprisoned together. And Jack is uh, going to reveal to Elsa that, yeah, you know, by night I'm a werewolf, but only one night per month, only when the full moon is out. And I'm like a pretty good werewolf. I, I lock myself up uh you know full moon shows up i know when it's coming i just lock myself in a cage one night a month and it's totally fine
1: i lock my cage myself in a cage just like the one we're in right now mm, yeah uh, but yeah we're fine it's days away from now five days until and else it's like oh man you know nothing about the
0: bloodstone right you know that they're just going to be able to use the blood zone to, to zap you into uh your werewolf form tonight Uh, He's He's like, like, I did not know that. That is important information. Yeah, he says, I'm really sorry because like, that probably means I'm going to eviscerate you since we are trapped in this case. You should have actually
1: interrupted me and told me that immediately and we could have planned longer. He is not
0: yet smart werewolf by night, Kevin. Uh, We have not yet reached uh, professor werewolf by night levels of werewolf by night where Jack is going to be able to have full control over his veritable Hulk form. Um, but in order to to get closer to some degree of recognition of Elsa, he is while still human, he's going to sniff her a bunch. He like smells her hair, He tries to, to, to capture her scent so that he can recognize her. He says, don't break eye contact with me this entire time that I'm a werewolf. Uh, and she says, is this really going to work? He says it worked once. I love this about Werewolf by Night, by the way, that there's so much implied history in mm-hmm. the story that we know nothing about, but it feels full. Like you feel
1: tragedy within Jack yes. Russell. I love that because you know, we don't need the origin here, right? Like, I, again, we've seen the origin story so many times. I like that they just kind of jump in here. It's just like, yeah, he's a werewolf. He's been a werewolf for a while. That's fine. Yeah. You you uh, guys know what werewolves are. You've seen movies. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just let us figure that out, which I think is totally great. Uh,
0: so he is then going to get zapped with the bloodstone. And I do think that this is maybe one of the few areas where like I kind of like ding the show a tiny bit, where uh so we're gonna see Verusa Bloodstone and the remaining hunters zap Jack with the Bloodstone. He's going to transform and all hell breaks loose and this is yes. like totally unpredictable on their side that he is going to be able to like bend his way out of the cage have these people never fought a monster before kevin
1: i mean right you think they'd be a little more professional or maybe they've never fought a werewolf before they had a lot of other monsters on their wall including bigfoot which i thought was very funny um, um, i thought i saw a, a harry of harry and the hendersons Oh, yeah, that's I think that's the Bigfoot, right? Yeah, like, I saw that. and I was like, oh, no, uh-huh. Uh <laughs> it made me think they're going to be a what big... John Lithgow gets for kicking him back into the woods. <laughs> I was going to say I was wondering if we're going
0: to get like John Lithgow voicing uh, Ulysses Bloodstone. Uh, un- <laughs> unfortunately, that did not seem to be the case. But John Lithgow is out there waiting to be tapped into the Marvel Cinematic Universe
1: yeah guys make it happen it should it it should happen
0: it should have happened by now to be honest
1: yeah really i'm shocked like we got we got harry styles before john Lithgow, which is gonna sound like an insane statement from like a clearly old man but still
0: (laughs) yeah harry styles and the hendersons is also
1: a good idea there you go there you go we're we're writing you gold marvel so we're going to see that Jack escapes from his
0: cage. He is set loose upon, uh, upon the Bloodstones and the Hunters. And he has transformed into, you mentioned the universal
1: monsters yes. of it all. He does look like sort of like the classic werewolf. 100 percent. he looks a lot specifically like the wolf man right like that was the universal monsters version of the werewolf is the wolf man which is more man-like than wolf uh usually in werewolf movies when they transform they become like full-out dire wolf style more wolfish creatures sometimes full-out wolves uh twilight just puff into giant puffball dogs uh one of my favorite transformations Um, But in this case, it is a throwback to the wolfman look like he's wearing pants. Um, And it's a fun look. And that's one of the things I actually do like some people like I can foresee criticizing to being like, oh, he looks really silly. But like, this is very purposeful because it's meant to be this old school style. And I think they did a really good job matching it. I think he looked good for what they're going for. He looks exactly like what they wanted him to look like. And I thought that was really cool. I thought he looked great uh, for this
0: project. I do wonder, like, beyond the scope of this project, like, how would he fit alongside some of the aesthetic of Marvel? What What I love about this is, like, that's a future problem maybe right? Like it's it's a future problem probably. Um, But like right now it doesn't really matter. This is a self-contained story. And for the sake of this story, he looks exactly like he ought to look for sort of the atmosphere of werewolf by night. Really, really great. Um, So he is causing all sorts of havoc. Meanwhile, Elsa is also now free and causing a bunch of havoc. There are a couple of really, really great um, depictions of the action that is ensuing here. This is the first time in this pod, Podcast, and this is a shocker that I am saying the words Michael Giacchino uh, that it is it has taken us surprised uh, you to open that way it has taken us many 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 moons to get to many full moons have passed since we said the words Michael Giacchino on this podcast who of course legendary film and television composer he of my beloved lost and many other Marvel projects as well is the director of werewolf by night uh, and does I thought, uh, a phenomenal job. I don't know that I should be shocked that Michael Giacchino uh, is uh, apparently a really talented filmmaker in addition to music composer, considering just how good of a film composer he is, but really a very exciting filmmaker. And I think that there are two specific action scenes in this episode that I was, that I was really impressed by. Uh, one was uh, when we're just like tight on Elsa, Uh, And Mm -hmm. like you could see the shadow of the horror playing out and Elsa true to the strategy laid out for her by Jack is not breaking eye contact is just staring not totally unflinchingly at the horror but she is holding her ground and looking at what is ensuing and clearly just like the body language the way that the camera is pushing in she would like to do anything other than look at what she's looking at and yet she is doing it because that is what is needed to survive that was incredible and then the other one is sort of like this hallway fight uh, yes. as like the door is coming down and the shadows are looming across the room man uh turns out that michael jacchino can direct the shit out of a horror movie kevin
1: yeah, um, you you don't have to be shocked by it. but You can be mad by it. It's just like, dude, you already are a really good composer. This isn't fair. Like, how relax. dare you be excellent at two things? You? Yeah, and I'm. This is an instance where Kevin's not going to knock Lost at all because I think Michael Giacano is is phenomenally, phenomenally talented. The the score in that show is absolutely incredible. The score here was also incredible, yeah. but the directing was also extremely well done. I also uh, called out those exact two scenes. I think. The transformation sequence is always um, very like legendary is a strong word, but it's it's just something people talk about when it comes to werewolf uh, movies or shows, right? How does a transformation look? And I thought they did such an amazing job with that effect of having Elsa brace against the cage, you know, staring a- at him, you know, uh, this Elsa following the rules and listening to to the to the doctor slash scientist slash monster hunter, um, and you see in the background on the shadows on the wall, right? Like how he transforms and it's this strobing effect. So we don't even just see the full like just shadows moving, but it's like this, like uh, light and dark, light and light and dark and you see it happening. I thought that was so cleverly done. I thought that was so visually interesting. And then yes, that hallway fight where uh, the werewolf, where, where uh, uh, Jack is a- a- attacking guards and jumping on them, you know, and like slashing at them. And you see like splatters of blood, uh, hitting the camera which is like they're looking in and it's just I thought that was very clever and really great. Um the other one I think is 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 just a a clever motif is of course the the transform into color we have at the sure. very end. I thought was really uh, really great and well done and perfect music choice of somewhere over the rainbow. In that transition to color, I thought that was great.
0: No surprise, again, that Michael Cicchino knows what's going to be the proper music cue uh, for a moment like this. Now, uh, Michael Cicchino, of course, composer of Lost. Kevin is the director here of Werewolf by Night. Did you know that uh, co-creator of Lost, Damon Lindelof, was the composer
1: of Werewolf by Night? Okay, that's ridiculous. You're making that up. I am. Okay, <laughs> that's not allowed, because uh, Lindloff also did the Watchmen TV series, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I'd be furious, I'd be furious if he also yeah. was a composer. I No, and I'd just, no
0: but a, a true story, Dragon Fruit, this is real, is that J.J. Abrams did the theme song for Fringe uh and has uh, uh, a couple of composer credits to his uh in his own right and Michael Giacchino has been out here in the press being like yeah I'd love to direct something that JJ scores uh which (laughs) I would be so down for I would love that I think that'd be really really fun uh that'd be amazing that'd be really great so we get Jack has eviscerated all of these people and it seems like uh, he is going to be at the mercy of Varusa bloodstone with the bloodstone. And she is going to be able to take down Elsa as well until Ted shows back up. hero mode. Nick of time. Kevin drops down from the ceiling, picks up Varusa, and just what, like, I guess he has like, he has like some sort of slimy man thing acid touch I guess yes. like don't get hugged by Ted is uh one of the morals of this story I suppose.
1: Yeah so basically man thing secretes an acid from his swamp skin uh around negative emotions Swamp skin it- <laughs> It'll burn. I don't know. It'll I, burn I, your I face yeah.
0: off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like he, he literally has acid touch if you're if you're a mean person. So that's handy. Yeah,
0: uh, literally. He grabs you with his Swamp Thing, Man Thing hands and turns you into mush. Uh, I do so love that he, effect
1: yeah. of the acid just burning the person too. Like it's a great look.
0: Yeah, it looked incredible. So she's dead and Jack and Ted are going to take off and leave Elsa behind Uh, And Elsa now has the bloodstone and she is going to rule over all. Uh, There is uh, like the servant, the bloodstone servant is like the only one still standing at the end of this thing. And she just puts him to work and she sits down and the bloodstone, which has been the only thing in color this entire uh, hour of not television, movie streaming, how to classify special presentation uh, that you've been seeing this in red the entire way through uh and suddenly now that she is in possession of it the red uh spirals out from the bloodstone cascades across the screen everything is coming into color as judy garland sings uh somewhere over the rainbow and we do cut to outside of the manor and the final scene is jack and ted together jack has woken up from his werewolf state he is surrounded with a blanket I guess Ted has prepared coffee for the morning. Yes. It he seems. has a
1: French press up there on on their fire running, which is pretty nice. Uh, and good friend, it's a good friend to know you're gonna need coffee when you wake up from being a werewolf.
0: And so, like Jack and Ted are like, "Can we not do that again anytime soon?" And Ted sort of responds by being like, "Oh," uh, yes. and Jack can I guess like interpret all of the that Ted does, including Ted saying "oh." And Jack being like, "Oh sushi yeah, good idea and that's the end of it that's how that's it ends
1: not how you say sushi that's how I say sushi all the time
0: yeah do you guys want to go out tonight for some I yep,
1: yeah exactly I'll have to do you want to go out for some tonight we, we could probably go get sushi are you being serious right now? No, I have plans. Oh, man. (laughs) I was like, that sounds
0: exciting. Wow, that could have been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: Oh, well. I mean, maybe I'll go get sushi without you. Oh, you son of a. (laughs) Uh, So
0: that's the end of Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night ends in the daytime in full color. The whole thing was shot in color. Apparently, this is something that I've read recently, that Kevin Feige had to be convinced that this should be in black and white. And it wasn't until uh, I think like a third cut of Werewolf by Night um, that he finally agreed like, yeah, this looks great in black and white. Let's do it this way. Um, They filmed it in color. They filmed it as if that was going to be how it was presented. But Michael Giacchino also had like a setup where he could see what it was going to look like if it was in black and white, as he had hoped the entire time. Um, So he had his eye on like two possible aesthetics for uh, for the whole thing which is really cool. I would kind of enjoy the recut, Kevin, that is like, um, it's full color, and then when Elsa takes possession end, of the bloodstone, like the color sucks into the bloodstone.
1: Uh, that would a be a type of movie. Yeah, but I think that could be cool. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> There's a thing in, in storytelling called themes, Josh, and uh, I think you missed it, but... Uh... I'm talking
0: about like a special recut now that we've seen the cool thing. We've seen it how it should be. Now let's see a director's cut, which
1: is always a little bit worse. Yeah, um, and also, sometimes, in full black and white for no reason. Uh-huh. Uh, four hours of just black and white footage. Why not?
0: Uh, I'm I am ready to have that conversation sometime soon, by the
1: way. Well oh, maybe, maybe soon indeed, Josh. Maybe soon indeed. Maybe soon. Um, But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the black and white of it all, right? Like, there's so much in here that is homage to those older uh, movies that I really, uh, like, uh, was enjoyed right like to, to use this, the word very simply i liked when you have uh ulysses bloodstone he's in this coffin the whole time and of course they, they at one point open it up and he's been animatronic i guess uh, oh my and god a yes like he's in the hall of presidents of disney um that's so wonderful i'll creepy. be
0: rotting for you uh,
1: a little this. graveyard humor <laughs> A plus right like all that's very fun. I also like on the back of the coffin you could see the this side up is still on the prop which feels to me like one of those old school things right where it's just like uh, they they forgot to, to take that part of the the palette off or whatever. So I thought that was very funny. Uh, they even have in the corner the, the black circle that appears every now and then for when the real switch is over um uh in old movies right like when it used to be project like traditional projector style that's like those little flashes of black circle would happen in the corner so they included that throughout the movie which i thought was very fun so they really like paid homage to that stuff and i i thought that was so entertaining and so delightful uh so yeah i'm glad that they decided to keep the majority of the film in black and white and then i thought the transition to color made a lot of sense and was really fun and cool how they did it
0: yeah, I loved it. I think that it ended on the right tone, uh, the right note. Um, I thought that the the whole thing was was really great. Like it was it was thrilling. It was uh, you know pulse pounding. It was also very funny, um, but like not in an over the top kind of way. I think like the the humor was was really good and 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 often subtle. A lot of it was just like built in the charm and the charisma of specifically Gael Garcia Bernal and Laura Donnelly. I thought um, the moment where Elsa, like where Jack has told her, like when you see Ted, just treat him like a person. Uh, yes. and she like walks up to man thing. Cause man things like snarling in her face. And she just goes, Ted, and And he's like like, oh (laughs) (laughs) that was hysterical uh obviously like the final scene was really funny too so it 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 had everything uh you know (laughs) this werewolf by night really uh hit all the notes that i needed it to hit
1: yeah and i will say like obviously this is a a one-off uh one episode so they could put as much money here as they needed to right there's only one budget as opposed to stretched across man thing looks pretty good the cg for man thing was was real solid uh not to you know point towards the one criticism i kind of have for the other green show but uh props to them on this one they they, they funneled the money right um and i think he looked really great especially i think the black and white helped right like you, you the longer you're in i think color with cg sometimes you start to notice the the seams uh, but in the black and white, it looked great, and you had like the wonderful expressions of him doing that exact thing, where it's like he just drops his like, like uh, facade uh, when she calls him Ted. Um, so I thought that was really great. Him running <laughs> off into the forest after he's free—it's fantastic. Uh, really enjoyed a lot of the Man Thing, honestly. In in uh in this in this episode.
0: Yeah, I gotta tell you, Kevin. It kind of makes
1: me think that uh, I would like to watch the Man Thing movie it would be kind of fun have right have you seen oh, it or a before? special presentation um oh you meant the old man thing movie yeah uh oh i thought you meant like a one shot man thing like a special presentation from marvel like i would probably enjoy that too um i mean i have not seen the old man thing movie i saw the old swamp thing movie cuz again i feel like there was just popularity there. Uh, so that would be an experience for both of us. Wasn't we, the we, old we wanna, Swamp Thing You going to watch a man thing together? Is the old Swamp Thing movie rated R or I'm thinking of the Toxic Avenger? Toxic Avenger's definitely rated R. I don't know if the old Swamp Thing movie was. I think it was risque. I think there's some like weird stuff in there. Okay. Um, but I don't remember it being rated R. Yeah. I could be wrong. So I want to
0: talk a little bit about what the future of Werewolf by Night might look like, what the future of the Marvel special presentations looks like. Speaking of wanting to see a Man-Thing special presentation, um, do you want to start with the future of like the story or the future of the
1: format, Kevin? Well, let's do story real quick because I do have to point out Jack should change his name because there is a level of it's not as bad as Remus Lupin and the surprise being he's a werewolf. But Jack Russell, being a dog man, mm, it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> you. Really, you really should change that up, my man. I
0: should he, he should or or does he just know and love and appreciate himself?
1: <laughs> I just think if you're a monster, is it possible for people
0: that he has a level of self appreciation that you and I will be seeking for our entire lives?
1: You can appreciate yourself all you want, but you should have some survival instinct. Yeah, he seems like he does. He has the instinct to lock himself in a cage once a month. I That's surviving. That's other people mm-hmm. that he's trying to protect. He's not keeping himself alive. I that.
0: think that him being Jack Russell and that being his name, that sounds like a you problem and not a him problem.
1: <laughs> and I mean like the
0: royal you, the us. Like That's on yeah. us. Like, yeah. If you don't like that my name is Jack Russell, well, you're going to have
1: to change your attitude because I love my name. I'm not changing it just because I'm a dogman. Maybe he ends up in Seattle at one point and hangs out with a group of fine wine connoisseurs who like to talk about psychology. That'd be very fun. Uh, Is that a Fraser? That's a Frasier reference because they had a Jack Russell Terrier uh, in that show. Amazing. Were you not a Fraser person?
0: Not a huge Fraser person, but I have been in contact with a a bunch of people uh, who are huge Frasier people who are very intrigued. I'll say intrigued. Is one of them Kelsey Grammer? (laughs) Not ne- very intrigued, not necessarily excited about the prospect of this new Frasier show that has been ordered straight to series on Paramount Plus. Uh, so when the day arrives that Frasier hits Paramount Plus, uh, a conversation around that may ensue here on Post Show. It's
1: Radio. a real, it's a real Roseanne situation, which is unfortunate uh-huh well
0: the, uh, i don't know what the connor's situation like what's the solution for fraser uh, I'm uh sure. yeah right
1: it, well i mean the Connors solved it in a very simple sense, so you could do that
0: <laughs> yeah i just don't know who are the connor's of the frasers because i don't Cranes? know the because yeah, uh,
1: unfortunately uh john mahoney passed away so you know he's uh not going to be in the sh- unable to be in the show so it would just be niles which honestly not terrible uh Just to tie this into superheroes
0: a little bit more, Kevin, uh, should Marvel's uh, Avengers Secret Wars include a scene between Gael Garcia Bernal's Jack Russell and Kelsey
1: Grammer's Beast from X-Men? I mean, that'd be great. Let's have all the, like, wolf people, because you also have uh, Rain Sinclair from over in New Mutants, Uh Uh, Maisie Williams, you know, also a wolf person. She played Wolfsbane? Uh, She played Wolfsbane. Wow, still haven't seen that one. It's... I kind of forgot that it came out. Fox kind of yeah, forgot I to mean, release it. Fox forgot to release it, and Disney was just like, I guess. And so there it was. Yeah. All right. It was like straight to Hulu, was it? Maybe? I don't know how it worked I feel it like it was straight out. to something, practically. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Um, okay, so future of the story, though, beyond changing his name, um... What do you think this looks like? Does it does it look like we get a Werewolf by Night special presentation every once in a while? Does this seem to you like we could have Werewolf by Night show up in, like, a Moon Knight Season 2? Does this feel like a character you could imagine in, like, the Blade movie? Like, how does this sort of go forward? And does it feel like, because it does for me... God, they just have too many characters to do, like, the end game thing Absolutely. again. Like, not everyone can be a freaking Avenger, man, but maybe they can do, like, I know everyone talks Midnight Suns, Midnight Suns, which I don't fully understand what that is. I guess, like, shorthand would be, like, Supernatural Avengers, kind of. Basically. I do think, I do think that there's a world where, like, we could have, like, the monster movie team up of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that could be a pretty fun direction to bring this forward in
1: yeah it's really tough because there is just so much now and you know again i think we've talked about like what is phase four what is the future what is it that they're doing um i I don't know like part of me is just like do we need a moon knight season two even like maybe we do maybe we don't oscar isaac was
0: just at new york comic-con saying that you haven't seen the last of moon knight
1: Right, which means different things, right? Sure. I, I do think, for me, I would love special presentations of a lot of this stuff, right? These one-offs that could be really fun to explore a character or a genre or a style or a world. Uh, and then have them all come together in a movie or something, right? Like, maybe the next time we see World by Night and, and Moon Knight is, is a... I mean, maybe it's Midnight Suns, maybe it's something else. But some sort of, like, monster squad team up uh that is not a remake of monster squad the movie by shade black which is also very fun um but that could be cool right like i wouldn't mind that um i don't know how many tv series we need for these characters because if she hulk has actually taught me anything it's kind of that i prefer just these more episodic stuff from marvel maybe do that for a while I think they're losing themselves in the, like, how can we tell a 10-hour movie? And it's just like, maybe don't. I don't know. Um, But that's my hope for the future is that we get more special presentations. Certainly, I think we'll get one with the Guardians holiday special. Yeah, I think that's next
0: on deck. Yeah, next on deck would be the Guardians holiday special, it seems like. Um, Maybe these special presentations are going to be holiday-themed.
1: Uh that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Who's St. Patrick's Day? I don't Who's, know. The- Man Thing Arbor Day special. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I look forward to
0: Ben Grimm making his debut in the fantastic yum Kippur uh Marvel Studios say.
1: special presentation. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, I'm glad you said that because I wasn't going to. I'm
0: I'm here for it. Show me that. I want it. Um I I really like the special presentation format. This feels like the sweet spot between a show and a movie. Uh, like yeah. it is it is smaller than a movie, but it is not as long and egregious as a TV show that you are trying to turn into a movie. If you just use the time that is allotted to you to tell a full and complete story, it is also so much better than the Marvel one-shots, which I always appreciated as a concept, but were probably just too short uh, in in uh, the long haul uh, to tell like a really good, compelling story. I feel like fifty three ish minutes feels like this. This felt to me like the most comic bookie in format and structure of a Marvel project in a good minute. I felt like I felt like the I felt like the special presentation format for me, Kevin, really um, it, it endeared itself to me and made me feel like I was reading like a graphic novella you know like a like a three issue limited series it felt like that it had a very clear act 1 act 2 act 3 uh and i i really appreciated that about this um a lot of like the shot composition just felt like panels come to life like it felt very comic booky in a really really great way and there are too many marvel characters to make movies and shows about all of them but i think that there are not too many marvel characters To make a bunch of these special presentations, and if it's all about the streams and getting the next episode played and all of that, then just batch all of these in like a special presentation hub and have them blend from the next one to the next thing. If you need to look at it from that mercenary capitalist perspective, Disney, you can do that. You could turn special presentation into like a series of some kind, so I don't know.
1: To your point, I, I, I actually was thinking this. It really does feel, to me, not even like a novella necessarily, like a graphic novella. It just honestly feels like a single issue, but a specifically a single issue from around the 80s, you know, the the 70s, 80s, where they ran a little bit longer. Like, yeah, like 32 pages or something. Um, that's how it, it felt to me, like a really self-contained single issue story of a comic. And I think that works really well for a lot of this stuff. Um, I am also like, I agree, hoping for a little more of that in the future. I think you can vary up the length. If you want to go a little bit longer, if you want to do a quote-unquote movie, like a special TV movie, hour and a half max. You got to cap at 90 at max. Maybe even do like 80, right? Like 80, 70 minutes. That, that's, that could be A+. Plus. Um, that's how long Disney movies ran back in the day, right? Like the old original Disney films was like 70 minutes, 80 minutes at most, and then we're, we're out Uh, And if they could accomplish that, and like some of those are so critically acclaimed, you could do that here. Like, like be able to tell like a fun, almost single issue of a a comic story in a contained amount of time with a lot of these lesser known characters. I think that'd be great. Put them on holidays too, right? Like make a special events. I think that could be that could be a clever move.
0: Yeah, that being said, I feel like uh, seeing Mahershal Ali and Gael Garcia Bernal and Oscar Isaac just like punching things together, I would love that. Uh, but that could be a special presentation as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it it would be. <laughs> just listen, it's it's a full fifty three minute fight. Uh, that would be a record, a one shot fifty three minutes of just a fight.
0: I don't know if I need that. I don't know, if fifty three minute fight feels. <laughs> 53 minute hallway fight feels long, even for Daredevil. Um, The longest
1: hallway known to man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The only other thing that I really wanted to say on Werewolf by Night is that I loved Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. Really, really great performance. Really great character. I don't know if you checked out the Nevers at all, Kevin. Uh, The the uh, HBO an episode. It's the Um, it's it's the eight for those who don't know, it's the HBO show that was ordered straight to series from Joss Whedon. And then all of the allegations and all of the the horribleness around Joss Whedon came out like after the show had been made. And his name was like completely scrubbed from the thing. And I think HBO didn't really know, like, what do we do with this now? And so they released uh, a six episode half of season one back in 2021, and we have not heard uh, hide nor hair from it since then, but I don't think it's been officially canceled. I think that there are still episodes yet to come. Uh, but I expect that those, those will probably be like the final episodes of the show. In any event, Laura Donnelly was the star of it. And she was one of like the unabashedly great things about The Nevers. Like she was just very, very, very good, um, really charismatic, uh, great action hero, um, you know, had this like big adventure vibe that was super cool. So to see her popping up in this way in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with this character this character specifically, I would really love to see in more projects. I would be psyched to see her pop up in Blade. I would be psyched to see her pop up in in uh, a lot of like the similar spaces, like another Moon Knight, something like that. I really hope this was not the last we saw of Elsa Bloodstone. Uh, she was really, really cool. Laura Donnelly rocks.
1: So uh, I had only seen that one episode, right? So I did not recognized her immediately in fact when she walked onto the screen my first thought was who is british jessica jones Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, very similar vibe very similar vibes um both like i think physically and also that the the way of dress and everything with the jacket uh so i looked up you know who who is this um, and I saw, uh, it was Lauren Donnelly, and I wasn't familiar with her. I had seen the one episode of The Nevers, but I know she was an outlander, I guess, for a while as, like, one of the characters there, which is a show my wife had watched. Um, but she was really fantastic in this. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree. There's there's so much great acting that happens in a lot of this stuff, and I do want to see a lot of these characters again. The same thing with Jack, right? Um, such, like, a well-done, fun character that having... Jack, Ted, uh, Elsa, again, would be really fun in some capacity. Uh, What that capacity is, it was, of course, like, who knows? Who knows what it's going to be?
0: Yeah, but just want to put it out there. I would love to see more of these characters as well. Uh, Hope we find, like, the right way to bring them back. But if the question was, like, will people enjoy a – like, will they feel satisfied? Like, if they sit down to the table and all they are offered to eat that day – is a Marvel Studios special presentation. Will they walk away full and satisfied? I say the answer for me was yes, a very resounding yes. This was one of the most enjoyable Disney Plus Marvel products that I have uh, uh, encountered so far. Um, It is happening while She-Hulk is kicking tons of butt and has been supremely fun and enjoyable to watch on the week to week. Again, listen to the Jason and Sasha podcast. They're having a really good time, though I feel under attack. As a man named Josh, uh, so uh, like She-Hulk is doing a great, great job. Um, that being said, I think that they that that Marvel has found a format that really works, and I hope that they are able to utilize it moving forward in the future. Whether that's Werewolf by Night Part d or it is a couple of other characters that they want to explore in this way. We'll revisit it when we get the James Gunn Guardian special, which I can't imagine considering James Gunn's knowledge of the Guardians of the Galaxy, his knowledge of the inner workings of Marvel, and of course his experience making television via Peacemaker now, Kevin. I can't imagine that the Guardian special uh, presentation uh, come the holiday season is going to be anything short of pretty fun.
1: I need to lower my expectations just for my own sanity because I'm too hyped for it Um, because there's so much, like, positive, uh, like, to that, right? Like, everything you just said, the James Gunn involvement, I think the fact that it's going to be a fun special presentation, that it's going to be a holiday special in the vein of some of the holiday specials we've seen from the past and other ridiculous formats, Um, his experience with Peacemaker, you know, Peacemaker itself – there's just so much there that makes me really hyped and excited for the Guardians one that I'm just like, I need to calm down. I need to just chill Well, generally a you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh well, maybe. I will see. Uh, but yeah. it is like what a time for Marvel TV. I think this special presentation was really well done. I think She-Hulk is arguably, and unless they really botch this ending, gonna be my favorite of the Marvel TV series, the Disney Plus ones. I think the format that they've hit here where it's almost like this is, I think, a conversation we were having before. Like it's disconnected from it feels very disconnected from a lot of the bigger Marvel stuff that again feels like just a a bag of nothing that yeah. they're just holding up right now. Um makes makes them both work really, really well. Um certainly the episodic format of She Hulk works really well. And same thing with this is just its own thing. I'm kind of feeling like this is this is the part of the MCU that I'm hoping they maybe learn a little bit from. I'm not saying that they don't ever have to have these big connectors again. Just just figure out what those are before you uh, before you dive in, I suppose. But um, yeah. this is this is a moment in the MCU that I'm really like having a great great time.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so it's it was super fun. Loved Werewolf by Night. I think I've got nothing further to say on it at this time, unless you do, Kevin.
1: Um, no, I think I covered my man thing pretty good. So uh... <laughs> sure, hope so.
0: Oh, God, I was phrased poorly. Um,
1: (laughs) Yes. uh,
0: Okay. well, hard to pivot away from that. But I also have nothing further to say about Werewolf (laughs) by Night. But I loved it. Thought it was great. And looking forward to seeing uh, whatever comes next. Uh, I'm also looking forward to whatever comes next here on Everything is Super. Of course, the next thing you'll hear in this podcast feed is Jason and Sasha talking about the She-Hulk finale, which is coming out here in a few days. Really excited to see how that is going to shake out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Kevin, there's been a lot of comic book news lately that I think uh, if we're able to get our act together, I would love to schedule a roundup. We should talk about Dead pool three probably. Like I'm sure you and I are gonna want to give some th- uh some thoughts on on She-Hulk and the Daredevil of it all. Uh so maybe let's talk offline about uh coordinating some sort of uh superhero news roundup. Because I think that there's a lot to get into right now, uh at some point in the not too distant future.
1: There's Deadpool three news? I'm kidding. <laughs> of course I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about it. I'm honestly kind of excited depending on how they pull that off i'm very curious i want to have a long conversation
0: with you on the record about that so we'll we'll try to do that sometime in the not terribly distant future i think if we're not able to get that going pretty soon the next spot that you'll probably hear kevin and i i had forgotten that black adam is coming out this month can you Uh, believe it right the, the dwayne johnson dc comics movie black adam uh, is, uh, is is on its way. It's weeks away. I think you and I have to watch and podcast about that one. So uh, stay tuned think, for a Black Adam
1: podcast on the I other side of do. that movie coming out. What a weird spot for me as one of my favorite, like, you know, next to Superman, Shazam is like my my fave. And the idea that a Black Adam, who is such a popular character for me, like I love this character. I love how he is in the comics. I love his involvement in the JSA. I should be so hyped for this movie, but I'm sort of just like, mm, mm-hmm. man, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I like just,
0: I don't have a strong feeling either way. I kind of just forgot about it. But I also feel like I've been hearing about the Black Adam movie for literally at least a decade. Uh, I feel like Dwayne Johnson has been attached to this character in some way, shape or form for like 10 years, maybe more Maybe a little less, but maybe even a little more than ten years. I don't know. I haven't done the research on it in a minute, but I know that when I was like working at MTV Splash Page, I feel like I was writing about Dwayne Johnson wanting to play Black Adam, and that was still a long time ago. And that was a decade
1: ago. About yeah, (laughs) yeah. So that makes
0: me feel old. Uh, And there's components about the movie that I'm really excited to see, like Pierce Brosnan as Doctor. What is Doctor Fate? Yeah, that's fun. You know, no, so I,
1: everything about it, I should. Hawkman's in this movie. Like, there's just so much I should like. But what if it's great? It might be great. I, maybe, maybe it's great. There's uh, the problem is there's so much meta knowledge for me, right, about like the, the Rock and like how contracts with him go and like how movies with him have to play out that it makes me extremely, extremely worried that the, the character we're gonna get is not quite what it should be.
0: Well, let's put a pin in that because I feel like I know what you're talking about and I would like to get into that on a Black Adam podcast. So I think like if we do not get together for a Marvel roundup sooner than Black Adam, then Black Adam will be what you hear from us next in this podcast feed uh so make sure you're subscribed to the everything is super podcast feed ratings and reviews greatly appreciated in addition to subscribing to the podcast feed just search everything is super post show recaps wherever you get your podcast you can also send in feedback super at post show recaps.com or you can talk with us in the Show recaps patron discord. When you sign up at any level, patreon.com slash post show recaps, you can sign up, hang out with Kevin and myself. You can talk to Jason and Sasha about she Hulk, as well, you can follow Kevin on Twitter at Kev Mahadeo. Uh, Kevin, um, you are currently also podcasting about a couple of other things. One podcast that is behind the Patreon paywall that people can only access if they are patrons of Posture Recaps. And another that is just, uh, you're just quack, quack, quacking it up here in the post Recaps main feed. Give some plugs.
1: Yeah, so we got Who A, eh, which is behind the Patreon paywall uh where melissa adam and i are talking about doctor who we're going through the series in a very curated episode by episode order we started here in the 2005 christopher eccleston era and we're moving forward we're about to wrap up that first season eccleston's big farewells coming up um we're on a bit of a break this coming week because melissa's lost in space and time which if you know what's going on with her is quite a literal statement honestly um and we'll be returning for that big finale and then heading into the david Tennant era which a lot of people i think are gonna be really excited about um so that's what's going on over there so definitely check that out uh great time to sign up and catch up on the episodes we've done and then on the main feed we are indeed quack quacking as we are covering Mighty Ducks Game Changers season two, another Disney Plus show. A lot of Disney Plus I'm doing. Um Disney Plugsing? Plugsing. Anyway. Uh so that as well is being covered. We're two episodes in, third episode coming out soon. Uh it's been it's been a hell of a journey hitting the ice again with Josh uh, Dumel this season. A good Josh, Josh. Although they're setting him up as a maybe bad guy. Ooh, so. really? Maybe the truth of Josh's is out there.
0: Oh, God. I can't believe that they're just blowing our secret like this.
1: I know. You guys, you think think the Josh's are nice, guys. We had it locked for a minute.
0: We did. We did. Um, cool, lots of fun stuff from Kevin. Of course, I'm at Rand Howard. I will be retweeting whatever is happening on Post Show Recap, so you can follow me there. You can also follow at Post Show Recap, so you do not miss a single thing from PSR. Until the next time we speak again, everybody, take care. Bye bye. Bye. Werewolf. Bye bye night. Sorry, I just had to get that out before we close.